Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. It is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. Your host this week, myself, Lee, Reed, Hi. and <laughs> Lucifer, the Beyblade. <laughs> oh. is, are, you, are you all right? Yeah, I was dying a little bit. Oh, oh my God. What was for lunch? Uh, taquitos, of course. Oh, Jesus Christ. A, you got a, a staple. You're mostly taquito now. Yes. You're like, like a cat, just cat food and water. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we have a grab bag. What's that? It's just lunches. Just lunches, man. <laughs> Yo, man, stop making fun of my lunches. Uh, we have a grab bag episode for you today. We have no featured anything at the end of the show, but we will be revealing what our next uh, uh, topic for discussion will be by the end of this show, so stay tuned for that, or tune in next week. Uh, also, there was no Sultans of Slam this previous weekend. Uh, there will be one this weekend covering two weeks worth of Dynamite. And also look for the Cyberpunk mega episode uh, coming up this Friday. Ooh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, they've been they've been epically pwned, Reed. Um, <laughs> you have been epically a, pwned. <laughs> in, a, uh, in a notepad document that sounded like it came right out of 2008. Uh, Cyberpunk, uh, the, the developer CD Projekt Red have, have been... Uh, severely hacked, uh, which is a bit ironic, isn't it? Uh, and uh, the source code for all of their games have been taken. Uh, and a lot of, of course, their legal documents and, and whatever they were storing on their servers have been taken for uh, for ransom. Uh, and they had 48 hours to respond. Uh, they released a statement. Uh, kind of strangely, they released a statement and then alongside that released the hacker's note, which is kind of interesting. Um, that you could read in full on the internet. And uh, yeah, so of course, if you were to read, if you were like, well, this is my chance to make my own Witcher 4, I'm going to take that source code and, and blah, blah, blah. You'd be sued into oblivion. Releasing the source code online uh, like is interesting. It's like it's like any video game leak. It's like, oh, look at all this stuff in Cyberpunk that wasn't put in there. Look at all this stuff in, uh, right. in Witcher 3 that hit the, the, the floor. Now right. with Witcher 3, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I had people at work being like, Oh, well, I wonder if they if they stole the source code so they could fix Cyberpunk, and I'm like, you have to be such a fucking loser to steal the source would code be, uh... from a company just so you can make the game like slightly better. I do As... like the Cyberpunk connotations of that, though. Right, but like, like... I like <laughs> it's it's like that's totally illogical. Like they clearly stole this because they either want to just release it on the internet to be a troll or because they want money. But I don't think this person's stealing the source code to unglitch fucking Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We gotta we gotta break in to CD Projekt Red like Arasaka Tower. We gotta yeah. like fucking steal the code and, and make it our own. Uh, well, what's interesting is that if that if that Cyberpunk code hits the net. There could be stuff in there from features uh, that that we are just assuming were cut from that game, but there could be some tangible proof of that stuff. So that stuff is kind of interesting. Like any of that leaked video game stuff is interesting. It's illegal and awful uh, that this kind of stuff is being perpetrated on on people like this who already l- listen. Uh, like in the in the statement itself, the hackers like, "Hey, your uh, your public image is really going down the shitter. Uh, let's avoid it going more down the shitter. You just pay us some millions of dollars, and uh, we'll promise you on good faith not to release this stuff. It's <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous." Yeah. Um. So I guess following that story, like I am very interested if that cyberpunk hit stuff hits the internet, someone smarter than us will uh, pick it apart and be like, "Oh, there was a faction system in here," or or you can fuck Keanu Reeves or whatever, what have you. <laughs> yeah. So. I think the faction system would be the most interesting thing to come out of it. 
yeah, like what, like some remnants of what was intended to be, like, was something cut or is it old or like anytime there's a Nintendo leak, uh, you know, Nintendo loses their fucking minds about it. But seeing all that leaked Pokemon data and like old sprites and like things that never came to be is vastly interesting to me. That's the bright side, I guess, <laughs> if you're going to call it anything. Uh, let's talk about uh, somewhat of what we've been playing, though. Reed, how's it, uh, how's it been? How's the gaming? Uh, it's been going pretty all right. So, like I said last week, I've beaten Hades. So, since I've beaten Hades, I've moved on to some other games just because uh, I got a brand new PC. I want to I fucking spread my wings here. So now, when you say beaten Hades, do you mean you've seen credits or you beat Hades one time? I beat Hades one time. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not beating Hades. That's starting Hades, whatever. but okay. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. I have like 20 fucking hours in it. Give me a break. Uh, yeah, if you got your money's worth, who am I to tell you otherwise? So I've decided to pick up Apex Legends because it is free and I've been playing that a sure. little tiny bit. It's pretty all right. It just makes me want to play Titanfall 2 instead, which I think is a vastly superior first-person shooter. Um, but if you're looking I for... I think like the a, idea is that Apex eventually becomes Titanfall, no? <laughs> or it's or it's further ahead in the future than Titanfall, I'm pretty sure. Um, in any case, uh, the, just like I, just this game really leaves me wanting for uh, the speed that Titanfall has. Uh, Wall running, but it's kind of like a hybrid between like an Overwatch and a classic battle royale. It's it's all right. I don't see myself investing the amount of time I've put into something like Warzone, into Apex Legends, but uh, right, it tickles my fancy for now. But most important, so like what's that? Yeah, no, sorry, Warzone and like Modern Warfare and stuff. Like they they introduced wall running and like double jumps and stuff and like advanced warfare but they they've since cut all of that oh, stuff yeah. right but like per, like i understand why a lot of people don't like titanfall 2 or advanced warfare with its increasingly high uh movement speed and maneuverability i personally love it i i very much so love especially titanfall 2 uh just the, the increased speed the movement the maneuverability the ability just to swing like spider-man as you're this little soldier guy uh, i think it's mm. Uh, incredible in advanced warfare i was like one of 12 people that really enjoyed that game and what it brought to call of duty um because it was something completely fucking different you can zip in the air like 60 miles an hour it's hilarious uh but yeah but most importantly what i moved on to um besides that well there is a sale right now for destiny 2 i'm very much tempted to get back into that that fucking part-time job that is destiny 2 well, I got some news here about Destiny 2 if we we want to uh, jump the gun. Destiny 2's Season of the Chosen patch adds new exotics and strikes. And whether we like it or not, we're back at war with the Cabal. Um, <laughs> one of four or five factions in that game. Uh, so, yeah, of course, a huge rollout new season just started. So if you wanted to get in on it and you wanted to get the most out of a season pass, this is the weekend, man. Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah. So I've been thinking about dabbling that again. But most importantly, what I've picked up and what I'm very much enjoying is Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, fucking great game. So I have dabbled a very tiny bit in Yakuza 0, I believe, on PS4. Sure. Um and I find this one much more enjoyable for a few reasons. Uh, first of all, the combat. I'm just more uh, partial to turn-based RPG combat. So automatically that's going to grab me more than what the previous Yakuza I played did. On top of the fact that I have stats to work with, personal like charisma and all that shit. Uh, weapons you can equip, party members. It's just much more up my alley in that regard. As far as the sure. story goes, it's absolutely uh, wonderful so far. 
uh, Ichiban Kasuga, the main character, yep. is incredibly uh, enjoyable, charismatic, but like very endearing in the sense mm-hmm. that he's much like a shonen protagonist uh, in the sense that he's kind of dumb, but he's incredibly yeah. honest and sincere about everything he does. He's got that, like, really dumb, virtuous energy. Yes, yes, that's a good way of putting it. But it's incredibly endearing, like I said. Uh, and he's not, like, he's not, like, s- like stupid, stupid. Like, he's just kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. Uh, right. Yeah, they don't over- naive. He's not, like, yeah. Homer Simpson dumb or anything like that. Sure. Yeah, naive is a, is a better word for it. Uh, you're just calling people dumb. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too much of the story because I don't believe you've gone into it yet. Uh, no, I know some, some very light... Uh, story spoilers about uh, kind of the situation the character finds himself in, and I know one late game spoiler, which I of course won't reveal here either. But it, uh, like immediately, it sounds like like I'm working my way up to it. I doubt very much I'm going to play every Yakuza and then hit seven. I'm probably going to finish Kiwami two and then jump into it. So yeah, uh, um, soon. Yeah, and yeah. they especially in this game because it's not Kiryu, who's a very stoic. Nothing, nothing yeah. wrong with that character. Very stoic, very straight laced Yakuza man. Um, but Ichiban, Ichiban is just as goofy as he is serious, and that blends really well with the writing and setting of Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon, which right. is a very big mix of goofy and serious. Um, very few games are able to pull off such a such an easy transition between this over-the-top Japanese stuff into, uh, like, the very serious Yakuza personal stuff between, like, this old man and Ichiban, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it like even games like Persona never dip that hard into the comedy or the goofiness or anything like this. But like right. a- after every fight you win with Ichiban, like he's making this dumb pose, like he's taking a giant shit, and like there's massive dubstep like pounding in the background. Uh, yeah, like he well the the joke there I've I've been told is like the guy went into prison, right? Yeah. So like everything that was cool to him when he went in. Is what he is what he is. So like the dubstep is an extension of that. No, that he, he thinks this is cool. He thinks posing in the street is cool. He <laughs> he went to jail in two thousand two. Dubstep wasn't around two thousand two. Well, he thinks it's cool now. Like he discovered it. <laughs> He's yeah. like, holy shit! Um, you guys have already moved on. This game is incredible. Weird, weirdly enough, this game when you open it, it says "Real Yakuza use a gamepad." I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm like, that's, I'm like, I could understand that if this was still like a beat 'em up, but it's a turn-based sure. RPG. Does it really fucking matter at that point? Well, how do you control it with a keyboard and a mouse? And you're like clicking menus and stuff. It, yeah, you'd just be clicking menus instead. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, right. I don't, yeah. I, well, I guess you're not a real yakuza. I guess you're dude. not a real yakuza. Um, and then yeah, but uh, I've been playing a little bit on English and Japanese. I'm kind of switching every once in a while just to sure. get a feel for it. This game is incredibly cutscene heavy, so sometimes I like to keep it on English, so I'm not constantly just reading pages upon pages at my computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, absolutely recommend this game. It's absolutely fucking like it's it's colorful, it's wacky, it's it's classic JRPG action with really good endearing characters. I'm like four hours in, and I still don't have a secondary character. I'm still only using Ichiban. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, so I could uh, I could see this game going on for a long time too. I heard there's a there's a pretty bad uh, difficulty spike near the end, but you're a seasoned uh, JRPG vet. Yeah, like have, right, no like I it. wanted to turn the difficulty up. I'm just on standard right now, and it's like laughably easy. Maybe people just don't 
grind the way we do. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, because I when heard people, a lot of people being like, oh, the end of Persona 5 so hard, and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, like, not, not Actually, really. no. <laughs> but... Uh, they, all like, the minigames are in there? We are Destiny players, Lee. Uh, we know the grind. True. We know it very well. We understand. I play yeah. FF12. I don't know if you know anything about that game, but it's the most grind-heavy fucking JRPG maybe ever. Um, and I love that shit. It's, like, my favorite. <laughs> you, uh... Yeah, like, so, as a mechanic, like, uh, the thing I always thought is, like, how do you replace it? So, like, I'm playing Octopath Traveler, and I'm near the end, and I, I brush up against a boss, and it's like, if I don't see a clear path with abilities to weaken this boss so that I can get past it, I'm just gonna go fucking level up six times, like, run around in a circle and watch something on YouTube. Yeah. And do that grind, because that's that's how I learned, you know? Yeah, so and, other people... And I don't... Yeah. I don't not enjoy that. I I enjoy the grind. It's... It's, some... it's part of... It's part of what you like about JRPGs is building your party up. Yeah, making I, them I like the, progr- yeah. the progression of JRPGs is my favorite thing. I like I like seeing how you start off with like fucking rags on, and when you're at the end of the game, you have this badass armor on, and you're like yeah. level fifty, you have all these cool fucking moves and shit like that. So I enjoy started the, at the bottom, and now you here. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy the grind. It's visual confirmation of my work being being put out the numbers being bigger yeah yes i <laughs> yeah. like when numbers get bigger it makes me happy <laughs> oh he has over three thousand hp yeah now. it's like when you get into a like a final fantasy and you finally reach that nine 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 limit and you're like oh yeah baby let's go and then they went they went and, and lifted that limit see that's that's in the last few years like uh, final fantasy 10 is one of the first games i remember that did that but i know disgaea uh, in and around the same time, I think was doing kind of the same bullshit where you could like literally raise your damage yes, level. Yes, there's there's perks yeah. you can build on FF10 to break damage limit. Usually reserved for the ultimate weapons, but if you get 99 yeah. dark matter, you can customize it into your own weapon, etc., etc. Get enough of that dark matter. Yeah, yeah. and you uh, really no, need that it great. in that fucking game too. <laughs> uh, the mini games, though, I, I need to know: are they all there? I, all I haven't like played any. Um, <laughs> read please what i haven't played any like <laughs> there's a bunch of stores i've went into and mostly the people say get out you're not allowed in here this is before oh, weird. this is before i went to jail though so maybe it was just like hey go to jail first and then you can do this stuff uh they saw you carrying a gamepad and they're like that guy's a yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a bunch of uh controller icons everywhere i'm assuming those are pachinko machines. those would be mini games yeah, yeah. I just haven't gone yeah. around to it. I I'm not a mini game guy to be honest. Um, right. Like I like like I don't play the card games in FF nine or eight. Really, I I don't care for it in any other game. It's just not. Well, let me tell you something. If you want the full breadth of the Yakuza experience, I would recommend you would play at least every mini game once because you might be surprised. I will. I'll try it. Yeah, there, and some of them are uh, you know pervy and sexy so there's those the, out there too uh like and like escalate quickly you're like oh this is oh <laughs> there was a there was one mini game and i think it was yakuza zero where uh kiryu just like is a is a guy on like a, a sex hotline like he shows up for work and they're just like hey man do you want to put in some time and then like you sit in a booth and he's sitting there and he waits for the phone to ring and then he picks it up with like this huge flourish and then it's basically you having to pick the right line of dialogue to tell to the girl on the other line to keep her on the line and as you do this correctly her her like she's like fuzzy in the background she eventually like pops into view and when you complete these there's of course sub stories and the important thing about the sub stories is there's a lot of extra items weapons and stuff you get from yakuza uh, and they carry throughout the Yakuza games. Like, how do I get this item in this Yakuza game? And it's always behind some sub-story sub that sometimes mini-games uh, require. So, uh, check that out. 
there's uh, there's probably some new ones in there too. Are you in Komorocho or where does the game uh, take place? You start in Komorocho. That's that's correct. Okay. Uh, currently where I am, I'm trying to sneak into a building to see a meeting essentially, and I think I'm getting my <laughs> classic. I think I'm getting my second party member now. Oh, that's I good. See, if you watch, uh, have you... if you watch like the trailer or the preview, you can see what all the party members look like. And sure, uh, I kind of like. I, have you seen them? Not uh, like they're they look like generic characters to me until I kind of know what's going on. Yeah. Yes, but that that's what I like actually. Is that like it could it would have been so easy just to be like oh uh, he gets more yakuza guys to help him. Um, oh, he gets a bunch of, like, loser civilians. Yeah, he gets a bunch of <laughs> fucking civvies to help him. That's hilarious. Um, oh, and this game has a job system. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking wild. I'm, like, I was... But the jobs are, like, like professions, aren't they? Yeah, I was super... I haven't seen any besides Yakuza so far. Yeah. Uh, but I'm super excited about that. I fucking... Job systems are my favorite thing in JRPGs. Final Fantasy Tactics I play every single year, so... I know at very least there's a chef in there, so look forward to that. Hell yeah. <laughs> chef uh, also appeared in the... What the fuck was that game called? Metopia. One of the job systems was Chef, and it was like, they can cook and heal your party. But also, they've got that fucking frying pan in their right hand. They can fucking lay the smack down in. The Chef is the ultimate spell sword, when you think about it. <laughs> you yeah, there's, it there's a magic menu in this game, so... <laughs> Casting spells and shit. Cast, <laughs> like, call wave a taxi down to drive the guy over and shit <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, that'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, I uh, have been backseat gaming mostly, but a new, a, a, not a new game by any stretch of the imagination, but Monster Train uh, is a game that's on Game Pass. It came out last May. It is a, a run-based deck-building game. Uh, Monster <laughs> Train is uh, a game where you are a train uh, trying to get out of hell, and there are a number of uh, clans and factions and uh, different monsters, and like, you know, you got imps, and you got Stygian guys who live in the sea, who are like sharks and mermaids and stuff. You got straight up, like, demons, red red dudes with no shirts and horns. You got, uh, you know, you got your avian kind of like fallen angel types that are, that are blocking you. And basically, you get a certain amount of cards to start. You get a champion card, which is like your best monster that you actually level up as you uh, progress. Uh, and then there, you the game is played on a multi-tiered... Uh, train. So there's three floors, and then the top, which is your pyre, which is like the energy that's that's powering the train, uh, that can also defend itself. But if monsters get to that point, you're basically crossing your crossing your fingers because you fucked up. Uh, so you can level up the pyre as well. You uh, the UI is very comprehensive. Uh, you get cards as you go, as you beat things. You actually are given choices. Like here's three cards. Which one do you want to take? Uh, the cards combo together, and the best part about this game is figuring out, hey, will this work with this? And it always does. Even, like, in Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh! games I've played in the past, there's always a bit of, well, the AI, the computer, the CPU is actually figuring out what the intent, what my intent is. If I play this card, I'm thinking it's going to do this, but something completely different happens, and it kind of ruins your experience for that, that, that game. I think we can agree the Yu-Gi-Oh! game had some of that, where it's like, oh, that didn't work the way I wanted it to. <laughs> or I misinterpreted the card. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, this is game... so fucking complicated now at this point. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, so, like, this game takes it all back, and it's a card game, so it's got all those abilities. It's got things like Rejuvenate and, like, blah, 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 but it always has a help thing on the side. So if you happen to forget what Rejuvenate means, it means whatever that ability is, when you heal this monster, that's when it, uh, like, procs off, right? Uh, so you find other cards that work with other cards. You find cards that combo. You find really wicked strategies uh, by... You can basically choose a main clan and then like a backup clan 
Uh, so you get like the main cards will be from this set. However, you 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 equipped a sub job essentially, essentially, and you have these access to these cards as well. There's merchants in the game. Uh, you have to kind of choose left or right when you get into a new area uh, based on what what you what you want. So if you need to heal your pyre and you want a new artifact, you'll go right. If you want something else, you'll go left. Uh, and then there's a big battle at the end with a boss. You fight waves of monsters as they come through on each floor. Uh, there's a ton of status effects. It's a run-based game. So when you lose you start over. Uh, you can choose to run with the same deck, same strategy, completely change it up, see what works for you. Uh, some of the clans and the and the card decks obviously are more difficult than others. There are some that like, it's the card, the champion is basically setting the tone. The champion will basically have a number of abilities and then you can change and update the champion as well. So if you are running with a more flimsy, fragile imp deck or something like that, a lot of your, your power is going to come straight from your hand and doing direct damage uh, through spell cards. And then you want to do spell weakness, which will make the monsters take more damage. It Man, I can't say enough good things about this fucking game. It's really solid, easy to get into. Uh, if you've played a, a trading card game before, even like Yu-Gi-Oh! or something like that, even though there's not a lot of comparisons beyond that, obviously there's attack and health and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this game is really, really fun, and I, I assume it would be on Game Pass for PC as well, so if you ever get the chance to try out Monster Train... Um, I, I can't see you being disappointed. It, there's a lot of uh, similarities here with Hades in that when you start getting the, the rarer cards later in the game and you're like looking at the high level combo strats and you're like, will this card work with this? Will this do what I think it will? And Hades had a lot of that too. Where you're like, you got two abilities and you're like, does this mean what I think it means? And then it does and it's so satisfying. Uh, so big recommend on Monster Train. Big recommend on Yakuza Like a Dragon. Hell yeah. Uh, Man, yeah. Ka and then Kiwami, uh, I'm working my way through as well. Yeah. Do you remember Lost Kingdoms two? Dude, I remember Lost Kingdoms one. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the last boss in Lost Kingdoms one, and I wasn't good enough, and I I could never beat it. Wow. Okay, Lost Kingdoms that, one. That's uh, that's next game you gotta beat. I, I guess I gotta start again. Uh, that was a From Software game too, wasn't it? It is From Software. I'm just looking at that yeah. now. Yeah. No wonder I couldn't fucking beat the last boss. Wild. Uh, that was a cool game, because you were running around in 3D space, and uh, monsters would, like, real monsters would come at you, but you were just a girl with a deck of cards, and you would randomly have, I didn't, I don't think I ever played Lost Kingdoms 2, even though I own it, uh, but in the first game, you would have, like, passive cards, uh, cards that were, like, turrets that you put down, and then, like, attack cards, you push the card, and, like, a lizard man shoots out of your chest and does a slash, and then he's gone, and uh, you could only have a certain amount of cards from your deck on top, but once you use them, like, they were gone for the whole run, so I saved right before the boss without another save where I could go back and grind or anything like that. And I, I just can't beat him. Like, my, my deck was not strong enough. I didn't have what I needed. Uh, so I, I bounced off that game. But I got to the end and really fucking enjoyed it. Card battling. Who knew? Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 likely will not be released this year, Activision Blizzard says. Uh, Vicarious Visions, uh, of course, has been folded into Activision uh, Blizzard's team now to work on presumably a Diablo 2 remaster. It's like, I get it, there's money in them remasters, uh, but it's a weird thing to continuously delay the new game now Just for this so you... remaster to come out yeah. on, because sure. that also means like you're looking at your investment. Why would I invest millions of dollars into a Diablo 4? And have it come out and be lukewarm, and then release a remaster. So I'm not saying tinfoil hats on, boys, but I'm saying you definitely want to release the Diablo 2 remaster first, right? I guess so. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I'm not part of the business aspect. <laughs> are you? Uh, are you a big Diablo guy? No, I played a little bit of three, and it's just uh, it's a bit too. I don't want to say button mashy, but 
I, I don't think there's a lot of thought put into it. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's just, like, waves and waves and waves of shit come at you and you just keep smashing your abilities. Uh, that's what I remember about playing Diablo 3. <laughs> Why would you say something so bold, yet so controversial? Uh, that, no, I absolutely agree with you. Um, th- like, have you ever played Champions of Norath? No. Okay, so, yeah, Champions of Norath, for the PS2, there was two of them, uh, was based on the realms of EverQuest and, and set in those kind of worlds. And I played that game before I ever touched Diablo 2 and always felt that Champions was a little more tactile, whereas Diablo, as you say, is you're building a character and then you just become a whirling dervish of death as loot pops out. And there's a place for that, but as you say, I agree with you, it's a bit too butt mashy for my uh, my tastes, yeah, my I, refined taste. I can taste. see why people love it. It's it's addicting to a sense and there's lots of loot and all that stuff. It's just, I, yeah. I need something a little bit slower and more substantial. Even something like uh, Fantasy Star Online that at least had timed hits, so it's not like you're mashing the A button to attack. It's like no, there's a there's a flow, there's a there's something here kind yeah. of thing. Uh, EA EA E3 2021 will be an online only event. Surprise. Um, <clears throat> of course, E3 was basically canceled last year, allowing uh, Jeff Keighley and his summer game pile uh, to. Uh, to take place in its place over the course of many weeks and kind of all over the place. It sounds like Jeff Keighley is doing the same thing this year. And the thing with E3 is uh, it's great for people in business to meet face-to-face. Sometimes these are people you meet only once a year. This is where deals get signed because face-to-face deals happen at events like E3 that that can't happen digitally it's just it's just a fact yeah and that will be missed there'll be a lot of indie developers uh that will now never know because they didn't get their big break pitching their game at E3 right um and that kind of sucks and 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 the thing that E3 has it's a brand exposure so E3 the brand means something people understand what it means to present at E3 or to be part of a show at E3 to show your game on stage at Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo that actually holds some clout now that this is an online only event can they bring in the traffic digitally that they used to and when you consider that all these video game companies have already jumped ship prior to COVID happening and we're including you know Microsoft Sony uh, EA Activision some some pretty heavy hitters. Uh, is there a reason to pay the a, the exorbitant fee to be part of E3's uh, signal boost if if those guys don't even think it's worth it? Those guys could just be like, we can play Jeff Keighley one fifth of the price, and he's going to have as much reach. How does it make any fucking sense for anyone to do anything with E3? Uh, so I think E3 will be around uh, for a few years more when it returns to a physical event, uh, if it ever does so. I'd be very curious to see. If anyone decides to show up, like, will there be hype? Will Will Sony come come back in? Will Will Activision or EA? It's it's crazy to think that so many people jump ship on E3 before COVID even exists. Like like people were were just leaving in droves and finding that oh on our own avenues. Like we're Sony. If PlayStation was like we're gonna show a, a God of War two trailer, they don't fucking need the ESA and E3 oh, to back them. No. People are gonna fucking show up. Yeah. So yeah, it's, we'll it's, see what happens, but uh, that's happening in June. Yeah, so. at, le- at least for the big guys, like the PlayStation Showcase, at least for me personally, is just as good, if not better, than E3. I don't need to go through a bunch of bullshit. They just put up their stream. Yep. They're like, here's a bunch of fucking games. They show them all. They're like, okay, we're done. Bye. And I was like, great. Yeah. That was great. It can, You know, there's less memes when there's less people on stage uh, presenting. Right. Who are it just, just like, works 16 times yeah, in detail. Just- <laughs> Well, that's just going to be part of Microsoft now, right? 
All right. Uh, Goldeneye. Reed, growing up, did Goldeneye mean anything to you? I know there's a few years between us. Uh, Goldeneye came out in 1997? No, it absolutely meant uh, something to me. I distinctly remember as a kid playing lots of Goldeneye uh, with my buddies. Good to hear. At my older, at my older brother's friend's house. At birthday parties. So my mom's a teacher. Um, sure. Whenever I was a kid and I had a birthday, she would close, she would let us. <laughs> whenever you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when I was, my mom's a teacher. So when I was a kid and we were at her birthday party, she would let us uh, go to her school when it was closed and we get to fuck around in there. And yeah, we would bring up those old school school TVs that they have on the wheelers. You plug sure. in a with like the one strap holding it on. Yeah. yeah, you plug in a couple N64s, maybe a GameCube with Time Splitters too. Oh, and shit. then yeah, then you just have some fun for the night. So yeah, that's what I remember about Goldeneye. Interesting. Yeah, I remember distinctly playing like six hours straight of Goldeneye on like the year two thousand New Year's Eve, and <laughs> considering that like hey, that game had been out for for quite a while at that, like it had some staying power. Like there was already uh, World is Not Enough was already uh, also a slept-on N64 game, because it's almost as good as, as Goldeneye, and also has bots. So if you and your buddies wanted to actually join up against uh, some, some robot fuckers, you could. Um, great game. So apparently, around the time... Wh when was this exactly? Uh, they, they did a full remake. So when they were doing the Perfect Dark remake and stuff like that, they did a full HD remake of Goldeneye 007 for Xbox 360, and apparently... I, you know what? I haven't actually read this uh, this in full. Well, all you really need to know at this time is that this thing got fucking canned. For what reason, it's hard to tell. Uh, but the ROM for it is online now. And Reed, I highly recommend you check this fucking thing out. No, I did. If only to play... Oh, you checked it out already? <laughs> well, I've seen a bunch of people play it online. Yeah. If that's what you mean. I have no intention of playing it myself. because I just. I... If only to play Goldeneye with like two sticks properly. Yeah. Right? It, uh, it doesn't look like it plays properly with two sticks. <laughs> well, it's it's not finished. It's like it's like Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you can uh, go find the ROM of this thing circulating online. Uh, you know, that's legal. And then uh, check it out. There's even a, a toggle button where you can switch between yep. the N64 and the 360 upgraded graphics, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. I can only think of one other game that has that, and it's the Master Chief Collection, and it's really fucking cool. Like, it's a really cool feature to have in one of these games. Yeah. Uh, to be like, this doesn't look much better than I think it does, and then you push the button, and you're like, oh, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 will be coming to the PS5, Switch, and Xbox Series X in March. Uh, I heard nothing but good things about that game, but I don't know if I want to play another Crash game. I think I'm good. Yeah, you, not my right. thing, so I'm good. Mark your calendar, read April 13th, Final Fantasy XIV will get a PS5 open beta. I'm also to understand that the 5.5 patch drops that day. And also that if you have a PS4 version of the game, they're just going to let you download this thing and, and give her. Yeah, uh, sure. So, have fun, yeah, have fun with cool. that. Real gangsters use, uh, use a control pad for that game. Yeah. Uh, that game doesn't have... Does that game have voice chat built in? No, just text, right? Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. I've played very little of it. I played a little bit of my PC lately using the free trial. I, I've sure. just come to the realization that MMOs just aren't my thing because I don't have any friends that play MMOs. Um, <laughs> That's so, why you need Destiny 2. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, like, sure, whatever. Final Fantasy 14, have fun. They didn't. They yeah, didn't release that's a game any that, other yeah. games on sale besides Final Fantasy fourteen for that stupid fucking announcement. And I was really hoping they were going to put ten, twelve, thirteen, all these games on sale so I could fucking buy them all. 
They should just give a copy of 13 to whomever asks for it, hoping <laughs> that they'll come back and play 2 and 3, right? Hey, I uh, got to the end of 13. I haven't beat it, but I got to the very end of it. Spoil Final Fantasy 13 right now. Really? Uh, yeah. Fuck what happens Sp- in that game. Skip ahead. Skip ahead two minutes if you don't want to hear what happens at the end of that uh, game. At the end of Final Fantasy 13... Do you save your sister? Do you decrystallize her? I, no, I haven't beaten it. <laughs> I told you that. I said I got to you the... You mean she's in a crystal still? I got to the end of the game, but I haven't beat it. Yes, as far as I'm aware, she's still a crystal. But she's on the cover of 10-2. I'm inclined to believe right. that she's alive. She's one of the protagonists in 10-2, yeah. so she's probably okay. I'm inclined to believe that she's alive at the end of this game. That could be an alternate universe. Yeah, I don't know. 13's a weird fucking game. I'd love to do a spotlight section on it sometime as a bad game. Um... You and me, <laughs> I'd fucking, yeah. I love that because like, man, so many unlikable characters, maybe the most unlikable party out of all Final Fantasies, um, yeah. with the exception of Saz, Saz is fucking awesome. Everybody else is so fucking garbage. Like Lightning is just this super standoffish asshole and she ends the game as a super standoffish asshole. The only person she warms up to is Hope and Hope's the most annoying fucking character in Final Fantasy. The character design of of Hope is amongst maybe the worst in any Final Fantasy game of all time. Yeah, like, like who wants, like, a fucking eight-year-old in their party? Like, ridiculous. <laughs> Throws a boomerang. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you anyway. killed my mother. <laughs> maybe so your what, mother shouldn't so have picked up a fucking gun, Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's like, it's like the kid who's like, oh, they killed my mom at the Capitol Hill. Well, maybe your mom shouldn't have been trying to fucking crawl through windows. Crawling through the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you get to the end after the 30-hour uh, mark where people are like, no, the game gets good. It opens up. There's a world map. <laughs> okay, so the opens uh, up part is total horse shit to a degree. Um, it's Yes, it opens up and you have side quests. All the side quests are just go kill this monster. Uh, but it's not like the game all of a sudden becomes good. If, if I can even have an unpopular opinion, does this count? I think the game is better before you get to fucking Pulse. Before you get to the wow. big open area and shit. Uh, I think the game does a huge disservice. Man, I can't believe I'm talking this much about 13. I think this game does a huge fucking disservice um, by giving you so little at such a slow rate. The fact that this game doesn't open with two ATB bars for everybody and most of the features already unlocked is a fucking travesty. Or like, the idea that you just control one character. Yeah, but when like it's the, slowly introducing the, all that shit. Yeah, the combat gets so much better in like the second half of the game. It just takes to the second half to get fucking get there, which is ridiculous. It's like getting to the second half. It's like getting to disc two in Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Seven, and they're like. Oh hey, this is how materia works, and you're like, what? Yeah, here's how to. <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII's just like, here's the junction. System. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> but that's what. Yeah, like yeah. look at Final Fantasy VIII or seven. You're like first two fucking hours of that game, they're like, here is like the core system of our game. Here's how to operate it. You will never see another tutorial after this. That's yeah, man. That's my rant on FF13. It's uh, it's not a good game. It's just not. It's just not a good game. It's not. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Terraria is canceled on Stadia after the developer gets locked out of his Google accounts. Listen, as someone who deals with Google and Facebook as part of my job, I would like nothing more to have a name big enough that people report on me giving a middle finger to Google. Like 
They fucking locked him out of his accounts for weeks, including a Gmail account that he had been operating for 15 years. What? And he's like, all of my work is locked up in this. Can we please get this? Can I, like, he's been co- in contact with Google being like, his name is Andrew Spinks, uh, trying to get, trying to get his shit unlocked. And basically he was like, if this is how you operate, if this is the, if, if this is you helping me help you, like, then I don't want to be part of, of this anymore. And he just announced it will be canceled because Google can't get their shit together. Uh, and this is a good, uh, within the week of, of Stadia firing a bunch of people and closing down their, their shit. So... Get it together, Google. The people who are standing this fucking Stadia, man, like, they don't care about you. The people who work in Stadia really want it to succeed. Hell, anybody wants anything to succeed. They've, they've sold you a bill of goods. It's false. The company that's bankrolling it thinks of it as a fucking plaything. This is not the thing to get behind. This is not the thing to load all your fucking... Jesus Christ. I don't know. Like, it, it's infuriating to me that people are like, yeah, Stadia, it's it's still good. It's like, come on. We all jumped on board. We all fucking drank the Kool-Aid. We'll get through this together, guys. Link arms. We'll all post our usernames on Twitter and, and retweet them. Fucking ridiculous. This is a fucking billion dollar corporation that's running this shit. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Anyway, that's my last... That's hopefully the last I ever have to talk about fucking Stadia until it's like, no, Stadia's done. Uh, and anyone who spent a bunch of money on it can't access their games and now they're pissed. That's the last story of Stadia I want to hear about other than they've completely turned it around and turned it into a Game Pass-esque model where you pay one fee and have access to all the games streaming and and we're moving on. Uh, but fuck off. Jesus Christ. Speaking of fuck off, uh, Anthem. Dude. Anthem next. It, like, I thought Anthem came out last year and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no, that's not true at all. It came out two years ago. And apparently there's been, like, just a skeleton crew working on fixing this game. And when we say fixing this game, not in the same way that Cyberpunk needs to be fixed. Uh, Anthem is a complete game. It is a game that works. It's just the thing they envisioned and what they thought this game would be is not at all what it is. Um, you, we've both completed it. We're, we're, like, suckers for this shit. I don't know yeah, what the fuck I else to say. I think I beat the story for that. It didn't feel like I beat the story for it. But that means you did. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I did, yeah. Uh, so I got to the point in this game where I needed to... The only thing I had left to do was, like, grind out really high-difficulty areas and, like, and, and quests and stuff like that. And there was no one playing. I had no one to play with, and these things were balanced for four players. And even then, they would be a challenge. And I'm trying to beat them by myself. It's just not going to fucking work. So even me, who was willing to give this game more hours, could not squeeze anything from this fucking stone. So apparently, they will be remedi- uh, the Anthem team at BioWare will be meeting with EA. EA is going to basically say, hey, we have more money in pre-orders for the Mass Effect Legendary Edition than you guys ever sold on Anthem. Also, it's fucking ridiculous that those 30 people were working on this game so far. If you can operate down 30 people on Mass Effect and Dragon Age, you should probably just fire those 30 people. (laughs) It sounds fucking harsh, but this is EA we're talking about here. In what fucking universe does Bioware go in front of EA and say, this is our plan, we need more people, we need more time, and we need more money. This game is already on uh, EA's service where you can get it for free with a subscription. I can download Anthem right now on Xbox for free as part of Game Pass. Anthem is fucking dead. It's time to move on. Yeah, there's no, I'm sorry to say it, because there's, there's some cool stuff in that there's game. There's no man. hope of competing with fucking Destiny or other looter shooters at this point. Uh, yeah, like, what's the best case scenario for Anthem? Like, like it gets, like, 100,000 players, and, like, that's it. Like, it's it's been two years. You can't you can't do the Final Fantasy fourteen anymore. You can't fucking No Man's Sky this, because this never had the hype No Man's Sky had. 
Right. There's no fix in this game. You can't you can't hype up a game that never had hype to begin with. And uh it's yeah, it's too late now. You can't compete with Destiny. I like I enjoy things about Anthem. I like the flying a lot. I like uh, the the color customization you can do for your armor, I think that's yeah. Fucking, the design of the javelins is fucking yeah. Cool. I think that's fucking brilliant. Like way better than Destiny and their their fucking stupid uh, shader system. Wow. But that's uh, all. I basically, that's all I basically <laughs> disagree like there. The but okay. Well, I uh, hate the yeah. shader system. Get the spend. You wish just all the colors were available to you. You don't like the idea of having to earn the shaders. Yeah, like let me color my character the way I want. That be like it's. It's not realistic, Reed. Oh. Clothes just can't. You can't just turn a red sweater blue like that. You need to kill a bunch of aliens so that they drop a piece of textile, and then you can change it. Yeah. Uh, Reed, do you know anything about Tron? I, I know of it. I've seen. You know, I've like seen a, the a, one a, with that dude from Four Brothers in it. <laughs> so apparently, a Fortnite leak suggests a Tron crossover. And uh, listen, I'm the first person. To be like, you know, that Daft Punk soundtrack for that second Tron movie was pretty fucking tight. And Tron in its day, fucking pretty wild movie to exist. But uh, I don't think, I don't think the kids are necessarily down with the Tron. I don't, I, what a weird, but now, right now in, in Fortnite there's like Batman and Thanos and Mandalorian. So I guess just fucking heap it on the pile, right? Uh, speaking of children, the Pokemon Happy Meal at McDonald's is getting ruined by greedy adults. Pokemon cards have really uh, taken off in, like, the last, what, two months? Like, they've just exploded uh, really? as a hot commodity. People are, like, doing booster pack openings and selling these things for half a million dollars. Uh, so there is a McDonald's promotion. In other words, uh, uh, folks are basically waking up early, staking out McDonald's, uh, selling these new Happy Meals. Uh, right away, if an adult pulls up and they're at, uh, ordering more than one Happy Meal and there's no kid in the car, just cut them off. Just be like, no, sorry. Can't do it. Uh... So, so apparently there there are cards included in these Happy Meals that aren't, as far as I can tell, even traditional Pokemon cards. Um, but yeah, they're being retailed. Uh, people are stealing boxes off of trucks. These things are selling for thousands of dollars. Uh, man, fuck off. Uh, let's end on a, on a good note here. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is officially racing to theaters in 2022. If theaters still exist in 2022, you'll be able to go watch Sonic the Hedgehog 2 there. So that's good news. Reed, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow you the honors of uh, announcing uh, announcing what's coming up for the folks next week as our feature game. Go ahead, featured game or featured series, Lee. Uh, kept you waiting. Hungry for words. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, kept you all waiting, huh? We're going to be covering in the next five episodes the entirety of the Metal Gear Solid mainline series. Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, 4, and V, which is technically five. Uh, we will briefly, briefly be talking about Peace Walker, which Lee has not played. I'll be including that mostly in the Metal Gear Solid 5 section. Hopefully we'll be doing one game per episode. I'm going to be doing a separate story summary that will... We'll splice into the thing there so, like, it doesn't take two hours for us to talk about one game because these games are sure. fucking wild. Uh, Five episodes would be very, uh, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> this will allow that to happen. We're going to have three people on location for these, essentially. We're going to have Lee, who has played mm -hmm. all of the games in one session, essentially sitting down, from my understanding. Yeah. 
Uh, well, except for five. Yeah, yeah. except for five. We're going to have me, who has played all of the games over the course of a, a month or two. I've played a couple of them a couple of times. Like, I've played Metal Gear Solid 3 and 5 a, few, a couple times. Uh, and I'm very familiar with the lore and story because I'm an obsessed weeb and I love that shit. And then right. we're going to have Nick on, who has been on the Last of Us 2 episode. Nick is a diehard Metal Gear Solid fan who has played each game multiple times, is in love with Kojima and all that stuff. So we should have lots of different perspectives on the characters, the wackiness, the the production behind the games. Is Kojima a genius or is he just Vince Russo with Watchers? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Vince Russo with Nano Machines? Yeah, but it should be an absolutely <laughs> fantastic time. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about Metal Gear Solid for a long time on here. So yeah, very much looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I played a bit of Peace Walker, and I, I've seen retrospective, so I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with that. I, my, my knowledge, again, having only played through most of the games once, uh, I, I think. I'm trying to, like, remember if I ever... Re I may have played Snake Eater a couple times, or maybe on the two different versions of it. I think I played the good version of Snake Eater first, and then went back and played the original launch version that didn't have, like, the camera controls and stuff, just because I'm a masochist. Uh, yeah, uh fucking great i'm i'm looking forward to picking your brain i'll be pre-listening uh to all the spliced content so i uh i will be writing down my notes uh i have a very good working knowledge of metal Gear solid how the characters work the patriots uh and 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 what happens in the series uh but i have always had little questions throughout and i'm looking forward to being very disappointed when either there isn't an answer for my questions or the answer is in fact nano machine uh, <laughs> but, but all the same glad to hear nick will be joining us as well of course he did a, a guest spot on the game of the year uh podcast as well so that's going to kick off next week with metal gear solid one yes that's correct shadow moses yeah well i'll be Talking very, very briefly about Metal Gear 1 and 2 that came out for the MSX, but those are like, sure. they'll take like a, just a couple minutes because not much happens in them. Bring you up to speed. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce the Cyber Ninjas. Yes. Cool. Looking forward to it, man. Uh, I've always had, uh, like I said, I've always had a lot to, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to a safe environment uh, to pose my questions about the Metal Gear series <laughs> and, and hopefully have answers. So yep. uh, look forward to that at Iceberg uh, Podcasts us on Twitter. Uh, of course, you can send an email to Lee at TissyIceberg.com with any questions, topics, anything you want to hear on the show. Uh, Bonestorm Dorse on Twitch is where you can find Reed. That's correct. Doing, uh, who knows what. I'm uh, playing lots uh, play of Yakuza on there right now, basically. I'm just going to try to stream my entire playthrough, essentially. Yeah, check him out on Twitch before he gets, like, a takedown notice for doing the sexier minigames in the game. Uh, they're just like, this guy, you can't do that. Uh, until then, ch uh, check out Souls of Slam, of course, this weekend, and, of course, the Cyberpunk Mega episode that should be coming up this weekend as well. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Cool.